We are pleased to be joined this afternoon by Springfield Mayor Jim Langfelder. We want to get an update on where things stand when Governor J.B. Pritzker came out today and said, well, some parts of the state can reopen a little bit. Region 3, including Sangamon County, wasn't among them yet. But even when we do get to move to a slightly improved tier of coronavirus mitigations, we're still not supposed to have restaurant and bar service open. Well, we've had restaurant service open across Sangamon County for almost two weeks. Bars out in the county can be open, but in the city of Springfield, the mayor has said no. We want to see if anything is changing on that. Mayor Jim Langfelder, as always, welcome to the program. Thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it. Well, uh, I assume you are well aware of what the governor had to say today about uh, relaxing the the mitigations a little bit. Region 3 is not included in that yet, but could be pretty soon. But even so, where we are right now, the governor says it wouldn't allow for bars and restaurants to reopen. So given that, you have taken the stand that says, okay, we'll let restaurants do it. They're regulated by the county. As liquor commissioner, you have control over the bars in the city of Springfield and have told them not to reopen for indoor service. Is that going to change? Well, I'm always a firm believer in that waiting period of the two weeks quarantine. And so I'll have to see what the the numbers are uh, today with regards to that and make that determination. But without a doubt, I think it's uh, disappointing, you know, that even our region, we weren't even allowed to go to mitigation two. Uh, Springfield and Sangamon County, we're doing great. That's largely due to the everybody wearing their mask. I, we really appreciate it. We've gone to worse to the first and best, uh, you know, turnaround with regards to positivity rate. I think we're in the six percent range, where the uh, region's like at seven percent, and so. Uh, but we're still held back, um, you know, because other counties aren't doing as well, and we're almost being punished for that. Well, we are, uh, as of today, we're two weeks past uh, New Year's Day, three weeks past Christmas. Uh, the restaurants have been open for 12 days now, but the bars remain closed since we've already gone to the point of defying the state regulations to allow restaurants to reopen. When do you think you're going to go ahead and tell the bars locally, okay, you guys can too? Well, uh, probably, like I said, I'll make a determination. I'll look at the uh, numbers today, see where those were at, and then, you know, two weeks uh is Sunday uh, from when they were first opened with the uh, county and then um, um, make a decision shortly around that point in time. Have the the city bars, to the best of your knowledge, all complied, all stayed closed to indoor service during this 12 days since their county counterparts were allowed to reopen? Yeah, I think, uh, well, we have made the compliance checks with our police department and uh, there's been a couple violations, uh, but nothing insurmountable. I think uh, the way we approach, uh, you know, as far as enforcement or compliance, we want to educate people, make sure they are compliant. But for the most part, everybody is complying. That's uh, why we see the, um, I think that's why we're seeing the hospitalizations here. I think uh, locally, we're at the lowest level since October. Positivity rate is well below, um, you know, the 8% mark. And so from that aspect, uh, things are looking great. You had argued, though, that, that bars were potentially a riskier environment than restaurants because in a bar, uh, people are more likely to, number one, be drinking. Their inhibitions might be down a little bit, more likely to kind of wander around, mingle in things. Uh, are you concerned that those good numbers and the progress we've made uh, could start to go the other direction if you open up uh, city bars, particularly those that, are, again, are just bars and they're not generally serving food to any great degree? Well, that's the uh, that's 
that's why you have the delay in your action. So say I open up the bars this weekend or whenever that is, uh, then you should be able to gauge what happens. And if things start spiking up, uh, then you take the reverse order as far as uh, starting, you know, to close things down. So uh, then you can pinpoint for sure where that's happening. But I think uh, people are, uh, you know, being cognizant. I think they know the importance of being compliant and understanding, especially with the mask wearing, and that's really what's driving uh, the numbers down so significantly. Um, you had said, though, that once things reopen, you didn't want them to shut back down again. But now you're indicating that if we do start to see the numbers uh, change in the next few weeks, once bars are reopened, you, you might consider going back the other direction again? Well, of course, with the uh, restaurants, I always said uh, those should remain open. We should be able to figure out a way. The bars, I think, uh, as you pointed out, as I pointed out, uh, you do get into a co-mingling type situation. Um, and that's a different atmosphere. Uh, they should be, you know, when they do open, be required to be in seat, seats, uh, not at the bars, things of that nature. So, uh, you know, what you hope to do is that things continue on. I think when President Biden comes in, uh, one of the things that I think the governor's looking to is, you know, possibly a mask mandate through the country or the ramping up of vaccinations. And I think that changes the whole dynamic of uh, where we're at today. Obviously, in doing this, um, uh, it still violates the state orders. The governor has been pretty harshly critical of the city and the county for uh, reopening even partially to this point. Have you had any contact with the governor directly or with the governor's office about the things we're doing here locally? Well, we have a I have a point person in the governor's office. I haven't talked to him directly Um but, you know, I've expressed the, you know, I have talked to him since we have reopened the restaurants in that regards. And, uh, you know, how challenging it is when uh, you have establishments on the uh, lifeline, so to speak, um, you know, ask for video gaming to be open to a lesser degree. And I think the whole concern is once you open that door that everybody's going to rush in and not be compliant. But Springfield and Sangamon County has proven uh, unlike other counties that we do enforce, we do uh, maintain compliance. So it's not necessarily that we're turning a blind eye to what the governor's saying. What we're trying to do is work in compliance and me- measuring those metrics and doing the least amount of impact to our community from a health standpoint, whether it's mental health, um, you know, economical health, uh, and the, from the virus. So it goes hand in hand. And uh, so I continue to express that. And that's why I'm a firm believer. And so we're doing so well, we're almost being punished, even though we're doing a great job with meeting our metrics. But we still have these mitigations uh, around our neck, basically, because the other areas in the region bring us down. Uh, To that, as far as we we do enforce these rules, and we certainly have, but you mentioned a moment ago in the compliance checks, there had been, quote, a couple of violations, nothing nothing too big. Have people gotten citations? Are you taking any action as liquor commissioner against places that were operating against your your order to remain shut down? Yeah, they were, you know, of course, they were shut down immediately if they were open at all. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, it's the discretion of the officer as far as that goes, but then it goes to uh, Corporation Council and that whole process through a hearing, uh, but it hadn't reached that point. 
Uh, Mayor, let me ask you about a couple other things here while I got you real quickly. Obviously, we're hearing a lot of uh, concerns being expressed about the possibility of demonstrations this weekend. They put up plywood on the windows of the Capitol. We know local and uh, county, state, federal officials are all talking back and forth. What are you hearing? What do people need to know about their personal safety this weekend and uh, up to Inauguration Day with the prospect of these demonstrations focusing on the Capitol? I think the big day is, uh, I think on online there had been some threat uh, for Sundays uh, for capital cities and the capital itself and D.C. And then also Wednesday was a big day. So uh, we've been in through our police, local law enforcement, uh, Chief Winslow, his command staff, working with the state police and others and law enforcement uh, uh, with the governor's office. And so the area around the capital and, uh, you know, the governor's mansion will be secure uh, especially on Sunday to see what happens and then move from there. But um, I, my advice to individuals, if you, I wouldn't, you know, go around the Capitol, uh, definitely, uh, especially if you uh, don't have any need to go in that area. I know for Sunday, I think uh, those areas might be blocked off um, for travel just to, for safety precautions, but uh, that will be the extent of it. And then it'll be assessed day by day. Up until mean, and through the inauguration of, um, you know, the presidential inauguration. You mean as far as vehicular traffic, would people still be allowed to do some kind of a, a demonstration on foot down there? Uh, that will be, uh, I would have to defer that to uh, Chief Winslow because I'm not sure of the logistics of how close individuals would be allowed to come on or near the state property. Gotcha. Uh, Mayor, uh, also, uh, we uh, heard just a short time ago you have uh, made a change in terms of the position of mayor pro tem Mm -hmm. on the city council. Uh, For people who don't know what that is, what is a mayor pro tem and what have you uh, decided to do? Well, mayor pro tem is a council member selected uh, by myself or the mayor at that point in time. And in case I'm not able to uh, conduct a meeting, or act in some capacity, then the mayor pro tem would uh, step in. Um, but, you know, for my term or tenure, I've always gone to council meetings. Uh, previously, it was Alderwoman Turner. She's done a great job with regards to that. Um, and I'm not looking for a yes person. I've always allowed individuals, whether they're directors or council members or individuals from the public, to speak their mind, express their opinion. That's what it's all about. And, um, you know, so there's times we agree or disagree, so it's nothing personal. But I intended to uh, switch out at the beginning of the term, but there's a lot of items going on and, uh, you know, the timing wasn't right. So uh, at this point in time, I did decide to make the change. And then uh, since Alderman McMinimum's in his final year, or final term, I should say, I uh, offered up the opportunity for him to serve as mayor pro tem. Uh, just mainly based uh, upon the fact that he'll be term limited out at the at the end of the, the current term. Was there any other factor that made you choose him over the uh, other nine? Well, it's, uh, you know, I that's uh, one of the things I try to treat everybody equally with regards to the council. Um, with regards to that, that was specifically weighed into it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, Joe McMinimum is always uh, free to speak his mind, especially when it comes to pensions and those uh, challenging budget issues that we always face. But the main driver was the, you know, in this final term and, um, you know, uh, giving that perspective. Uh, finally, Mayor, I mean, not a bad idea to, to take care of this and have somebody on standby because we know you're getting up there in years a little bit. In fact, <laughs> I, I, I hear that we've got a, a pretty big day tomorrow. Is Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. What uh, what what happens tomorrow, Mayor? Well, it's the uh, big six one tomorrow. Ah. Well, what's interesting is uh, last year my la- uh, 60th birthday was downtown Springfield's annual dinner. 
but that seems like five years ago yes. with COVID <laughs> and everything else. You're but. right. I remember that now, but you're right. It does seem like a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So uh, well, thank you. Any, any big, going to dine out at a restaurant or something for your 61st birthday tomorrow? Uh, no, I will do it. I'll probably do that uh, next week is uh, eat lunch out because, you know, I'm a big diner. I, you know, like to do that. But uh, I wanted to wait till that two-week quarantine period's over with. And so next week uh, you can catch me in a dining establishment, especially for lunch. But my wife, she's the opposite. She doesn't like to go out or anything. So we'll probably spend a quiet evening at home and uh, kind of boring from that aspect, but with quality time with the family. How's uh, how's almost – you're looking pretty good for a 61-year-old, i got to say. How, how, how <laughs> well, does it feel? Uh, you feeling okay at, at almost oh, 61? Yeah. Good. yeah, well, yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's the uh, – you know, really it comes down to I don't uh, – you know, you should exercise more, things of that nature. I guess the uh, rule of thumb for everybody during COVID, we should reassess where we're at in our lives and uh, really the importance of being around others and uh, especially family and cherishing those moments. And spending as much time as you can talking to your favorite radio personalities. Mayor, thank you. <laughs> That's ber- right. Happy birthday to you. We appreciate the time. We'll talk again soon. Well, thank you, Jim. Have a great day.